Okay, so I know this is going to be a little bit out there, and I don't know, maybe it might be a little bit taboo, or maybe it's perfectly fine. I'm not sure, actually. I think it's fantastic, though. Either way. So, here we go. Is I wanted to talk about the community as a whole, like the spirituality community, the... Um, law of attraction community, the love and light and everything in between, right? Like, so when you come to TikTok, because TikTok, I find it has like a lot of conversation. And I think that's where a lot of thriving comes from it is the fact that um, it's not just a picture or a video. It's the interaction and the feedback and the it sparks and it creates community, right? But something that I I noticed is that, okay, and please, please forgive me on this, but something I've noticed is that there are so many times that, well, for myself at least, I have come across posts from people that not only are like promoting and working in that field and that concept, that theory, that whatever, right? Is like, there's two things here, okay? Like, this is where it's, it's a tricky thing for me is that when it comes down to it is that this community is so incredibly amazing and there is so much to be had and so much to be learned throughout it. But what I want to take note of is that when you're watching something, just keep in mind, okay, like discernment is so incredibly necessary. And when I say discernment, I want to really like focus in on this as well is that like discernment is not the decision of what is good or bad, right or wrong, etc. It is all of those things to you okay it's like what feels this way to you because no matter what if it is right or if it is wrong it won't matter if you believe in the opposite right it goes to the age-old saying of like well if all your other friends like if all your friends were jumping off the bridge would you jump off the bridge with them i don't know maybe i would maybe i wouldn't it depends. You know what I mean? Like, it honestly, at the end of the day, depends on what it represents, what it means, how it makes you feel. You know, you could be like, oh, heck no. I definitely wouldn't be jumping off of that. No way, Jose. Right? But then you could also be like, oh my gosh, yes. Oh my gosh, they're all jumping off of it. (gasps) Okay, sweet. So this is safe, like they've all lived, they've done it, they've managed it. Okay, cool, let's do this. This is something I've always wanted to do. What, what? Let's go, you know? And so there's that. But neither one of them are wrong, right? Like it's it's really what it comes down to is how it makes you feel. And what you feel and how you think and feel in regards to how you think and feel. I know that sounds like a conundrum, but trust me on this, is just that like 
when you are listening to people, allow yourself to be like a strainer, okay? And this is what, like, this is what, like, they mean when they say, you know, take what resonates, leave the rest, blah, 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 right? Because there's something to be found in everything. And the funny thing is, is that when we realize that, is that we can honestly open our ears, our eyes, our hearts to the potential of anything and all things, right? Like, there's nothing saying, oh, no, I know that the sky is only blue. Okay, well, I mean, sometimes it's gray. Sometimes it's green. Sometimes it's pink. Sometimes it's blue, you know? But, okay, are we talking as a general? All right, cool, yeah. Like, But to make that decision and assert that domination of, no, I'm right, nothing else can be right, is that we, we lose out on other things. But if we act like a filter, okay, and you have your baseline of like what your morals, your values, and because don't get me wrong, like our belief systems can consistently and will consistently change all the time, you know, but we have basic, like a base moral compass, a base value compass that really, it tells us, okay, nope, this is not where we want to go. Okay. This is where we want to go, you know, and by doing such is it, it really alleviates that. Do me a favor, guys. This is what I want you to do. If nothing else, just do this one thing. Okay. That one thing is stop. Think about the one thing that you want most more than anything. And I mean this on an individual level. Yes, I'm saying be selfish for a moment. I want you to be only within you. What is the one thing that you and solely you, just for you, want more than anything in the world? And why? Like, what is it? So, I mean, whether that's like you want a brand new house or you want a career that is fulfilling and it pays all of your bills. Why? What about it is that what you want? Okay? Now, once we do that, okay, we're going to look at that. And within that, we're going to find out what it is that you are afraid of that keeps you from this. And I know you're like, well, afraid of? I'm not afraid of a new car. No. You may not be. You may not be afraid of a new car. You may be afraid that you may not be able to afford it. You may be afraid that it might be too strenuous on your budget. You may be afraid that it might bring about attention. You might be afraid to surpass and succeed the limitations in which you grew up with. So, this is part one, and we're going to go a little bit deeper into this in the next segment of this, but I want you to just do one thing for me. 
take a deep breath. All right. Now what I want you to do, just close your eyes. Remember that this is safe. You are safe. And with your eyes closed, I want you to think about what is that one thing, that one and only thing, that if you could have all these things in the world, why would this one thing, and I don't want it to be for your family, or for this person, or for that person. I want you to think about you, okay? Take a deep breath in. Hold. Releasing that out. Okay, so we're going to go into this in another segment here that's going to really help us find that and attune ourselves to discover what it is that we are in a challenging space that is causing us to refrain from truly achieving it. Hey guys, sorry for the long hiatus. There's been a rampant sickness coming through our house like nobody's business. And I myself am finally starting to feel better, so I'm here with y'all. With that being said, I'm, you know what, I was just thinking about something and I was like, you know what, I think this is a perfect time to get out the microphone. And so, here it is. I was thinking about how gender has played in the religious teachings. And I don't mean religious as in specific religion. But I'm not quite aware of another word for what I'm trying to say. But spiritual practices, I guess. Like in the teachings throughout, spiritual practices of any sorts but with a focus on ancient aspects. So um, looking at even things like uh, Buddhism, um, Hinduism, uh, just looking at like even just the ways that women were viewed as, as well as what men were viewed as. And because when we think about the duality of life, there is both the feminine and masculine energies within us, right? We all have testosterone and estrogen. Like, you, you can't deny these things, right? So, the thing is, is that, that being said, is that, are we missing something? Is, is there a part of our spiritual growth and our human consciousness that aligns by the unification of both species. And I'm not talking about any gender specific roles in our modern day society. I'm not looking at um, binary, non-binary, um, nothing of any of those sorts, but essentially looking at the estrogen and the testosterone the female and male energies as counterparts of a whole and where they lay within one another in the ancient 
attacks and such in order to see if there is something that we are missing that has kept us in an alignment that has a preconceived notion of this separation. And I'm not saying we're like we are all equal in this way or that way or we're not all equal, nothing like that. Because everything is balanced, right? So whatever that has, like if there is 10 apples, there is the possibility of no 10 apples, right? So it's not good, it's not bad, it's not anything else. It is just simply the mere fact of if duality is presented in a world, in a, in a concept, in a whatever you wish to call it or choose it, we experience duality. We experience night and day. We experience female, male, up, down, everything. And as I say this, I'm getting this interesting download about how the one thing that we all knew from sci-fi shows and movies was that we had floating flying cars to look forward to. And I had said not even six months ago that the the funny thing is is that floating cars are one of the only things that hasn't come to be from all the different shows and everything like that that we have watched. We've seen iPads, we've seen cell phones, we've seen um, just many different aspects of life that we've seen in these futuristic models of entertainment and I had said that it's funny because it normalizes everything by putting the floating cars in the image it normalizes everything else because that is like almost like our okay we made it here we are now at the floating cars we're finally at the flying cars now this is this is where it's all gonna change this is like this is like our end parameter state but why is that is that because our duality to gravity is to float and to fly? Is that why more people are having more realistic dreams of flying? Because I've noticed something is a consistent on TikTok recently, and that's that people have been mentioning dreams about flying. And now, forgive me, this could just be a synchronicity to me and, uh, and solely myself. Um, I personally have not had these flying dreams but my my cues and clues my indicators my foreshadowing my my like zoom pan you know do the like movie justice kind of like make sure that we carry this like one piece of information to like 45 minutes into the same production so that all the audience can clue that together when my brain does that that is where like recently I have noticed that all these flying dreams and with the flying car thing that I had only come to this realization not even like eight months ago maybe a year max that the floating cars were our parameters 
right? And I've come to realize that parameters are such a huge thing because we work like, like our lives work similar to computers. And so when we set our filters for our life experiences, we are putting parameters on it. It's why when people experience like really shitty things, and I don't mean having traumas, I mean like, you know, like spilling your coffee on your lap on your way to work, accidentally scratching your door as you get out after spilling the coffee. And then there's that then habitual mindset in that moment that creates that projection forward of attracting more occurrences, aka like Murphy's Law. But what if we were able to realize that floating cars, floating us, because sure, we fly, I mean, I get that, we have airplanes, but what if there's something to the gravity that pulls us to the earth? Because when you think about it, even a magnet, when you put them on the wrong sides, they push back against each other. But nothing holds them there. I have no idea where I was going with that. But, <laughs> on that rambling note, I'm going to segue to where this all began with the essence of duality of female and male counterparts and their representations in a whole when reflecting on ancient teachings of spiritual practices as well as concepts and histories that are placed upon these. So with that being said, is I wanted to quickly read something to you. I'm going to try and raise this up so that I can also keep recording at the same time as I read this. But if not, c'est la vie. I will press play again in a minute then. Here we go. Okay, look at this. I think we can actually do it. Yes, yes, yes. Maybe I can actually. Yeah, yeah. What, what? Okay, let's see here. So, I had been looking up um, 